Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. The Lost Fort Falaria, the legend of Lord Nunex Falaria and his lost fort. Legend has it that in the early days of Cyrodiil, in the wake of the Elysian doctrines, there were three lords that formed a regency council over the kingdom of Kvatch. The name of that king and two of the lords are lost to history. Lord Falaria's name, however, is whispered in the night as a cautionary tale of how far one would go to protect those they love. As a young man, Lord Falaria secretly, and to the shame of his family, fell in love with an elven scholar, wise in the ways of dark magic and necromancy. The Nenolata Aeliads swore fealty to the Empire, but their people were still an unwelcome sight in polite society. Together, they pored over lost secrets, hoping to find a way to be together always. They married in secret, and enjoyed a few short years of happiness, which ended with an imperial decree. To hide his wife from the Purge, Lord Falaria expanded his fortress into the underground tunnels beneath the structure. They enlarged the space with magic, the sweat of hired workers, and the help of a tribe of minotaurs. It was to be a grand underground complex to match those of his wife's alien ancestors, and equally as brutal. As each wing was completed, they secretly had the workers put to death. Some were buried. Some had the life drawn out of them to extend the lives of Lord Falaria and his wife. Of these, some were raised as undead guardians. After all, Lord Falaria could not allow rumors and secrets to get out, and dead guardians spread no tales. As the complex grew, so did Lord Falaria's family. He swore to do anything to protect his children, these elven children, from death or banishment at the hands of the Empire. It was during the birth of their third child that Lady Falaria died. In mourning, his lordship erected a great brass tomb in the tunnels, sealing his love away and promising to do anything to protect her children from the religious zealots of the Empire. At this time, Lord Falaria delved deeper into the study of dark arts, formulating wicked magic fueled by a darkness from some far realm that consumed all things good and light. He learned to channel the power, and found it all but limitless. Lord Falaria edged closer and closer to madness after the death of his elven wife, though he could never explain his troubles to his peers in the outside world. To keep his elven family a secret, he continued to use disposable labor to expand their realm and give them new comforts. The children grew into adults, rarely seeing sunlight. Well into adulthood, his youngest son could not take his confinement any longer. He managed to escape, and did so easily and often. Inevitably, as these things happen, the son fell in love with a merchant's daughter. Soon, she was with child. The girl's family, horrified at the child's elven traits, forced the young woman to confess that her lover was Lord Falaria's son. Horrified at being discovered, Lord Falaria took his grandson and hid him with the rest of the family. The Empire was at his gate within days, with charges ranging from treason to giving aid to the enemy. For these crimes against the Empire, he had no defense. But he had prepared a response for this day. In his madness, Lord Falaria performed a dark ritual. If he could not be with his family, he would rather destroy everything he created, and the Imperial Army along with it. The night came. The ritual concluded. It would only take one final gesture to consume the entire castle in eternal darkness. At the final moment, a hand fell upon his shoulder. His son was behind him, standing with the rest of the family. It was too late. The very shadows crawled like smoke from the ground, dissolving objects, walls, men, and myrrh. 
Some formed man-like shapes and attacked the besieging army from within. Others opened up like rifts, and the world fell inside them. When it was over, only Lord Falaria remained amid the freshly made ruins. As the legends say, he buried his children and grandchild on the surface, where he never allowed them to go. Then he retreated into the hole in the ground, sealing it behind him. For most great men, the walls and monuments survive far longer than their name. For Lord Falaria, the location of his fort is lost to time, but his name remains.